Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Sunday, August 2nd, and today we present to you the second part of my interview with Dane Holmes. He uh, worked in HR, sort of chief people person at Goldman Sachs for many years. He has just started a new company. It's called Escalera, and they are trying to improve diversity and inclusion with all sorts of data points and also with a consultative services. In this part of my interview with Dane, we're really going to focus on gender and racial pay inequality. I know this impacts many of you, so take a listen. Here's the rest of our interview with Dane Holmes. I interviewed the folks over at Salesforce in a live event, and I was really taken with the idea that they had gone through and done a deep dive into what was going on at the organization in terms of pay. And it was about gender pay equality and racial pay equality. You know, I think Benioff was really, the CEO was really shocked when he found out that there was a huge disparity. And so what they did was they wrote $6 million worth of checks to make it right. Is that an effective way to, on an, maybe every year to go through and say, like, did we mess this up? Is that an effective way to manage the the pay gaps that exist? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the biggest thing that I'll say is that there's no one silver bullet. And I think that is certainly part of the solution. Once again, when you're dealing with a systemic issue, you know, there's challenges on all sides. I think that's a very important one. Another one, though, that I think is really important, which is a harder one, you know, um, you have to have a multi-year strategy for, is taking a look at what are the highest paying jobs in your organization and see if they are diversely represented. So there's one thing about, you know, hey, I have two people doing something similar. Am I making sure that they're paid fairly in those roles? But then there's the additional challenge of just saying, hey, when I look at the highest paying roles or job functions within my organization, do I have a diverse set of people in those roles? And the answer to that is usually no. And the solution to that is a multi-year solution. Um, you're not going to suddenly you know, create them out of air because there's a whole ecosystem that makes somebody a chief marketing officer or you, know, you pick the role uh, uh, head of sales and you're going to have to address the entire pipeline from point A to point B in order to address that issue. Okay. So Escalera has this thing called the Inclusion Index, which by the way, everyone listening, it's been trademarked. Don't try to steal it. So you're trying to measure what the performance of the company's diversity inclusion efforts are. And then what do you do once you have those numbers, once you've measured that, what do you do with the information? One way to think about it is by being able to measure inclusion and putting that in a quantified form. We have it in a scale from zero to 100. I am now suddenly able to take that uh, quantification of the inclusiveness of your culture, and I can attach it to all sorts of things. I can attach it to manager effectiveness. I can attach it to productivity. I can attach it to retention, promotion, and the ability for managers to create you know, strongly performing individuals. So it's a little bit, if you think about it almost, if you're in chemistry, the fact that you can measure temperature opens all these things for you of all these uh, awarenesses that you can come up with. And that's really what uh, I would argue has been missing. That's the key unlocker. How do I have a way of keeping sustainable focus and investment on something? I measure it. And so that's what we really think groundbreaking about it. And part of, frankly, 
what you see in any other effort that a corporation is making to advance, they always have metrics and measurement around it. And we need that around diversity too. So how do you guys make money? I'm a big company or I'm a small company. What do I do and how are you making money? You know, we are two things uh, combined together. We're an employee experience platform. Through that platform, we give uh, learning, uh, skill development, behavioral uh, nudges, and we do that around both inclusive practices as well as leadership practices. And and so that is one part of the service that we're provided. And the other part is that analytics piece through that uh, learning process, being able to gather you know sentiment and measurement around inclusion. The nature of most of our contracts, we are done on an employee per head basis. And so people will uh, partner with Escalera, we'll work with them, we will educate, give knowledge and skills to their employees. Through that process, we'll also be able to give them deep insights into their organization around inclusion. And they pay us per head to do that, and that's how we make money. So let me ask you a question. You, you've now moved from big-time corporate America into startup land, and you're also a CEO. How has that transformation felt for you? Yeah, so you got to say it's been great. Um, you got I have to separate it into two pieces. Some of what I will say for some people would view as a negative, I found them as a positive. I finally found myself not with an abundant staff to do things, so I had to do everything myself, right? So, uh, and that part, and that part, honestly, I've really enjoyed. I uh, have brushed up on my PowerPoint skills and other types of things like that that I hadn't done in a while, which is which has been great. And you know you're getting a chance to get the dirt under the, your nails, the, you know, the, the smell in your nose of the business. And that part I've really, really loved doing. The other part about it that's interesting in, you know, building a company is like you ride the roller coaster. Everything that happens is either a great failure or a great success in your own eyes. And I've, I've liked that. I kind of feel my time uh, in finance and on Wall Street kind of prepared me for that roller coaster ride um, that that exists uh, there, uh, which I've enjoyed. As a CEO, you know, it's great. I think, you know, I am increasingly of the view that the most valuable quality that you can have as a CEO is a service mindset. And it's been great to be in a dynamic where I wake up every day feeling like I'm serving my clients and trying to make their organization better. And I'm serving a team of Escalera, you know, and putting that into action and being able to build a culture of service in an organization that's for profit, you know, has been a great joy. So I, uh, I, I feel, I feel great about it. It's demanding. We never worked as hard, but it's great. And um, how has the move from the East coast to the West coast gone? That's been, uh, that's been interesting. You know, uh, who doesn't want to pack up their four kids, a wife and dog and uh, you know, trek across the country in the middle of a pandemic, great recession, and a little bit of uh, racial unrest. So it's been we we have uh, uh, we have definitely been deeply invested in our resiliency factor. Um, but I'm lucky; I have an a awesome wife and uh, great kids, and so they've been excited about it. The one thing that I I will say, and this will be an interesting evolution as I spend more time here on the West Coast. It's a little bit of a different language. I I do have to say that I think that sometimes the mindset um, on the East Coast, certainly New York, is a bit of a zero-sum game. You know, it's like there's there's a pot to be had, and it's all about how big of a slice of the pie that you get. Whereas I found on the West Coast, it's so growth-oriented. It's a little bit, you know, one plus one equals uh, five. 
Uh, and I found that for me, very refreshing, invigorating, exciting. The question isn't, you know, how do you do that with less? It's always like, what could you do if you had more? I love that I get to spend a lot of my time in the zone of like what's in the realm of possible uh, as opposed to, you know, how can you do the most with uh, the least? Dane Holmes, Escalera, thank you so much for joining us. I so appreciate it and wish you the very best of luck and really wish you all the best. I hope you guys kick some butt and make the world better for uh, diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Thank you very much, Jill. It's always a pleasure. You know what? I love spending time with you. So thanks. Well, thanks so much to Dane Holmes. Check out this company, Escalera, Escalera, where culture fuels innovation. That's the tagline. If you have a question and you want to ask us, go ahead, send an email. It's so easy. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And when you're on the website, you can do all sorts of fun stuff. You can check out the newsletter and you can buy the book and you can look at the different articles that we write every single week. If you would not mind, because it is Sunday and maybe you got a little extra time, would you mind, pretty please, just going to leave a rating or a review of this podcast, pass it along to somebody who you think could use it, and as always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, do something nice for somebody, lift somebody up. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <music>